Welcome to the 6am club. The 6am club, when early birds are just starting their day, or when strippers are finally leaving work. Hi, I'm Gemma Rose. Join me on my drive home after work. Listen to my tales from the night and other wider industry issues we face as strippers. Oh, hi there. It's me back for more. I just wanted to pop in before we get into the episode to say that I am doing a two-parter today. I wanted to give you a little bit extra today, a little bit of a longer episode because I've gone somewhere for like a long weekend. It made sense to have the two episodes in together. Um, So consider this two episodes in one because you can't say I don't treat you. I also wanted to issue yet another trigger warning of light mentions of sexual assault. To be honest, I'm still going to issue the trigger warnings because I feel like that's important. But at this point, just expect them because that's what the job is so much of the time. So, uh, yeah, warning. But is it really a warning? Because unfortunately, that's the reality of the work. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's leave it there. Let's get into the episode and yeah, I hope you enjoy. I have come up to a new city today, which is super exciting. I really enjoy traveling about, even though there's so many downsides to the job, I really take full advantage of being able to work at different places. The upswing of being in such a precarious line of work is the flexibility it can offer and the freedom of working somewhere for a weekend. I've heard so much about this particular city. It's somewhere I've been trying to get in for a while. I've heard that it's one of, if not the place to dance in England nowadays. I've heard it's a solid place to make money, a place to make lots of money in one go. So I was buzzed that I got accepted for this weekend. I'm not going to declare the city, otherwise it would be obvious where I'm working and because I want to talk freely, I might get banned from working there. But I'll drop a few hints throughout the episode of where I am. I'm working over the course of three nights and let me tell you, it did not live up to the hype tonight and it's such a shame. I do think it was just the night, I I really do, because all of the dancers were saying, it's never like this, like I can't believe how bad it is, never, this is so rare, like what's going on? You know, it's quite often you get numerous dancers complaining about how shit it is and it's just tonight, but it was the way that all of the dancers are talking about it. Like, so shocked to see it this dead and that was communicating quite a lot to me. 
I'm cabbing while I'm here because parking is a nightmare and I'm staying with one of my lovely friends. So the only reason I'm currently talking to you is because I needed my fix of McDonald's, essential for me, some hash browns and a hot chocolate or whatever carb they'll give me, I'll have it. And I bought some bacon as well as a bit of variety. So I thought I'd talk to you en route while getting my essential scran, which is well needed after such a long shift. It was eight until half five. That's fucking long. And it's even longer tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't do great, but I worked my little butt off and tried to grab hold of every customer that I possibly could. There must have been at least 30 dancers on. It was packed full of us and you really kind of have to fight tooth and nail to get a look in. And I did, and that was working out for me. I, I did okay, but I don't actually know how much I've earned until I go back tomorrow because they have a really weird system whereby the house fee is decided like after the fact and you pick up your money the next shift. So it's a little bit strange, but I'm kind of going with it. On the surface, the management do seem pretty nice, to be fair, all things considered. But yeah, it just did not live up to the hype. It was a real disappointment and I hope tomorrow I will be better money-wise. I'm sure it will be. It was raining today and there's nothing quite as disgusting as having to sit on a wet lap and you are hoping it's just the rain. It's just not the one, you know? It's one up from having a customer who reeks to fuck from B.O. and beer. Nothing can be done about the weather and being soaked from the rain unless they were prepared and wearing a coat. It feels like if someone were to have a one-night stand totally spontaneously, they bring you back to theirs and their home is a total shit tip. Like, I'm talking fucking on the couch when there's rubbish on the couch. <laughs> it feels like if I were a bird and my potential partner has made me half a twig nest for my eggs and saying, that'll do. Presenting me with a drenched lap feels the exact same way to me. Like, how are you not shameful of this? Thanks for making the strippers soggy and I'll have to go home and nurse the jean rash on my butt cheeks. There was this huge stag group from Essex, which was pretty funny. Like, you've come all this way up here and here you are with an Essex bird. It's quite funny because when you first start the job, you think, oh yeah, stag do's, stag, stag. Like, that's a lot of money, that's gonna be good. But the more and more you do the job, you're like, no, stags are the fucking worst. Like, more often than not, the stag doesn't actually want to be there. And that can mean nobody buys a dance. And sometimes you get really stingy stag parties that won't even shell out for their guy that they've bought into this space. Then you can imagine you get really hopeful, like 10 plus lads coming on 
coming in on a stag and you're like yes look at all this money but it's actually only one person buying a dance then you can do like the whole stag show thing do the you know double dancer triple quadruple dancer thing on the stag and that can work quite well but they're not the money makers that people think they might be they can be quite frustrating and a lot of the time difficult to negotiate. I had the most entitled twat tonight who's like, I tried to finger this girl, but she wouldn't let me and I can't believe I've just spent 250 pounds and she didn't even let me finger her. And it's not fun when you're trying to convince someone to go for a dance that you don't actually want to dance for. Like, the last thing I want to do is to be cooped up in a room with you after you've just admitted you tried to assault someone. I do not feel good about trying to sell this dance to you, but here I am trying because look around, it's a bad night. And I guess I have to answer the question when you say, what can you do for me, which I fucking hate. There's a real skill to being able to divert attention in a VIP room, especially if you're on your own. Much easier if you're doing this with another dancer. I think I did pretty well and his hands weren't too wandering and I managed to keep him distracted. I actually got him laughing and he was the grumpiest bugger in the world that you ever did see. Like genuinely a horrible person, really just a top-notch dickhead and he was so convinced I was gonna go home with him as well like I could give you money to come out of here and meet me out here a whole 200 pounds for you I'm thinking it would cost you a lot more than 200 pounds to lick my pussy pet like you especially it's priceless like there's no price for you <sighs> dude so gross like what and he's like, so yeah, we're gonna go back, right? And I'm like, no, like, after I knew there were no further sales, I I just, I'm just like, absolutely not. He's like, you're missing out. I'm not sure I am. <laughs> it's the fact that he seemed genuinely shocked. It's as if I get asked this all the fucking time. Do you think I just go home with everybody every night? Like, you know, you're probably peeking into your late 40s. You're disgusting and you've not even got a shining personality to aid that. So, yeah, you're just a repelling human inside and out. There was this first timer. He, he was lovely. He adored me popping his lap dance cherry. You know, when you get people that are just like in awe of what you're doing, I do love it. And you know, he's he's never had a lap dance. He's like, how do I not touch you? This happens so often when guys are like, I just need to grab you. I need to touch you. Like no you don't do you do you really are you a child 
do you not have any sense of willpower or respect or restraint or anything like human wise to interact with me on a level like no you do not need to assault me actually it's not a compliment when people say to me oh god i just need to grab you like i need to have my hands on you it's so hard not to touch you i'm doing so well for not touching you and i always play along with it you you have to I actually say like, oh yeah, babe, like you're doing so well. I know it's so hard. Like, no, but actually, no, you're not doing so well. It's really fucking normal to not just touch me, so fuck off. Right at the end of the night, I met a really sweet guy and he, he was so, so nice. I thought all hope was lost and, you know, I might as well just try this one guy. I think there's such a lesson to be learned that it's like, just try that one person, do your rounds, do a sweep, don't give up until the last dance is finished. Especially in this club, you can't leave early, you're, you're not allowed to categorically. So you can either sit and wait, twiddling your thumbs or do something there was this one last guy and i thought yeah do you know what let's try i mean he was absolutely leathered but he was just so nice and just happy to chat and we went for half hour in the end and that was the end of my night i tried to get his social media i get a good feeling from him i feel like he could become somewhat of a regular client and get some more work from him. But we struggled to exchange social media. He didn't get what I was saying about mine. I didn't understand the spelling of his handle or he didn't really know what it was himself. So that's a shame I can't keep him as a contact. It's actually against club rules to exchange details with a client. There's reasons for this, like clubs somewhat say it's to do with safety, but they don't care about that. They just care about putting money in their pocket because let's say you exchange details with a client and then you meet them outside of work to perform extra services, whether that's paid or not. They see that as money being taken away from them. They're not going to come back to the club because they've got more from you or you've got a private arrangement with a client. Um, but actually, I feel like this rule just cock blocks the club as well because imagine if I did manage to get this guy's number, then I could have brought him back to the club. And I've done that with so many clients and I've made clubs so much money by doing this, which I'm technically not allowed to do. It's wild because like people find me on social media regardless outside of the club. And I've had people come in to see me because they've um, managed to find me on social media and they want to come see me because of that rather than it being the other way around. Like they've met me in the club and then they want to come back and see me. It, it happens both ways, but if it's okay for somebody to message me on Instagram and say, hey, never seen you before, but can I come see you? 
that's a categoric yes absolutely come on in but if it's the other way around and being like you know exchanging details with someone in the club which by the way everybody does like if you've got a good client putting down good money or you've just got that intuition that they would come back and see you genuinely and there's that instinct there we all fucking do it <laughs> i don't care who you are like we've all fucking done it if you've been in the industry long enough you've got a good regular client they have your number that's how it works um, but it, according to the club, that's not okay, even though we are actually bringing the money and bringing these people back. Absolutely wild that it's not allowed. And this is a fireable offence through and through. I think as long as the club doesn't find out you're doing it, then it's okay. But I can't, like, okay, in this situation, I can't just whip out my phone and you know they can see on the cameras that i'm putting their number in or i'm giving them my instagram or whatever you kind of have to do it all verbally so that it's done quote unquote under the table <laughs> um but yeah it's just it's just wild and you know this guy in particular i feel like i've really missed out because i do feel like he would have come back and seen me and um you know i had that instinct there that this guy could be a regular client. I can make the club money, ugh, but I can make myself money too. <laughs> it's a win-win, so yeah, I just, it really frustrates me when clubs enforce that rule to such a big extent. I actually remember the first club I, um, I worked in and, you know, because you don't know the rules as a dancer and you're getting to know the club and I got into trouble for I don't think I even exchanged my details. I think I gave the guy a fake number because he was being so pushy. But yeah, I was like, oh no, it wasn't my real number. Like I promise, like it was just a fake number. I think I even gave the number of like a cat charity or something. I'm like, yeah, they can pay the two pounds that it costs to call to donate to the kids. <laughs> I've gone on off on this massive tangent, but I hope it's enjoyable. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it you know, I got in big trouble for like not even giving out my phone number. It was a fake number. Um, but it's like, what do you care? Because I could be bring, bringing someone back into the club to spend more money on me and therefore you're getting my juicy, juicy cut. So frustrating. But yeah, that was my night tonight. Not great, but we move and you know i've got two more nights to try and make it worth it try and make more money let's hope all of these dancers are right and it was just the night eh <laughs> i will catch you tomorrow i hope you enjoyed part one of this episode part two is coming right up so please stay tuned i don't really want to do ads on this podcast and I would never expect anybody to pay for what I'm doing, nor do I want to put important words behind a paywall. However, if you do see value in what I'm doing, I always appreciate any tips for those who are able to do that. If you aren't able to tip me, whether that be on buy me a coffee or message me for my PayPal, however you want to tip me, cash app as well. Um, if you don't 
if you're not able to show your financial thanks, then always sharing or shouting out about the podcast works magic for me. I want as many people to hear this and see this as possible. So I really appreciate any sharing that you can do of this so more people can become a part of the 6am club. Thank you for just this little kind of personal self-promote ad read, I guess. Um, and yeah, let's get into part two. I hope you enjoy the rest of the app. It's Saturday night and it wasn't very good. Oh, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, here came the second night on tour and what a bit of a ride. It did get really busy. Like, it was actually crazy to see a strip club like a big strip club busy packed all the seats being filled i'm just so used to these ghost towns of a workplace it's so you know rare that larger spaces are filled and filled with a lot of people who are spending as always there were a lot of time wasters and pervs just on liquors that like to watch the stage shows and don't pay anything, which I fucking hate. I haven't done a shift this long since the Cheltenham races, and my god, eight hours in, my feet are just fucking killing me. I think I went in a little bit later than the full opening time, at a price of course. They bump up your house fee, the later you come in. It's essentially a late fine, no matter how it's dressed up. Yeah, I did what, like, eight to half, five again. That's nine hours on my feet. I was just so, so done. I feel like parts of my soles are splitting. They hurt that bad. And the skin is that sore in the shoes that we have to wear. I had something so rare happened tonight. Remember that dickhead I was talking about yesterday? The horrendous guy who was just so disrespectful and rude and propositioned me? He came back tonight. Not only did he come back, he apologised. Oh my god, he apologised for his shoddy behaviour. He was in a much better mood he clearly wasn't as drunk and he said what i said to you last night was unacceptable the way i behaved was unacceptable i'm so sorry for my behavior i appreciate you must get asked to go home with people all the time and i shouldn't have asked you that i'm really damn sorry and i said you've made my night you know in the five years of doing this to have a customer freaking apologize like that but come back and apologize that is ridiculously unheard of so i was absolutely gleeful and delighted at his apology bless his soul and yeah wow just what a man <laughs> and his way of actioning his apology was to take me for another vip which I'm not gonna lie and say it was the most pleasant of times, but he was far better than he was the night before last. Yeah, just a bit of a one-off story there, which I find brilliant. 
I hate it when we get guys who are like Billy Big Bollocks and they think that they are an absolute gift from God and you know I'm lucky to gaze upon them like no dude it's the other way around yeah this guy was just so full of himself and you know we get it all the time where you introduce yourself you say your stage name and people don't believe you you then follow it up with a fake real name and they still don't believe you even if I told you my real name, you're not going to believe me. You're never going to believe me, whatever I say. So let's just leave it. This happens all the time. And it's such a frustrating point to have to keep going over time and time again. But this guy was infuriated at the fact that I'd lied to him. He's like that can't possibly be your name why are you lying to me why are you being fake why are you being like this like i'm very chirpy when i speak to customers and i'm quite chirpy and bubbly just in my normal life and he's like you're being fake with me like just be real with me calm down like dude i have adhd and anxiety and i'm just bubbly like I'm not going to calm down. This is me. Can you not patronise me? It's just horrible. I finally managed to talk him into coming into a £20 dance with me. And he kept on blethering on. Like, oh, you fancy me. You're right up for it. Hate it. Hate it. If I stay in the room too long, I will get charged again. So... The song came to an end and I was like, okay, now the dance is finished. Would you like to carry on or, or are you happy? There and then he goes, oh my God, how dare you speak to me like an old man, like a rude old man. Because apparently dancing for old men is bad, said no dancer ever. <laughs> We love old men that have money. Give me an old guy any day. Yes, please, daddy. Or granddaddy. You know, I'm I'm down. <laughs> My God, what an entitled prick he was. Like, I don't know how else you want to speak to me. Like, I'm not your girlfriend. I'm really sorry. Like, do you expect me to just carry on for free? Or you thought the dance was endless? I, I have no fucking clue. £20 dance. Fuck off. I was just so tired on my feet tonight and I, I think my second stage set came around maybe like half three and I just could not put any effort in whatsoever. Not that I like putting any effort in anyway because I hate the lurkers that perv on me for free and I hate that I'm being forced to perform free labour that I've essentially paid for. Like I'm paying for the privilege to be on this stage right now. Clubs argue that it's good for promoting yourself, but the way I'm going to get a customer to take me for a dance is by talking to them and not giving half of my service away for free. It's just an excuse for clubs to be able to provide free entertainment to customers who pay a door fee, which we rarely see any of. It's really exploitative. But yeah, I had zero spoons for this stage show and 
like I just couldn't even move to the beat. I was too fatigued to even move my feet. Yeah, it was rough. This next guy I want to talk about, let's call him Finance Bro. It was his first time going out on the tune with his friend, like leaving the house since having a newborn child. And the child is uh, six months old and it was a treat for him to go out. And we get so many married men come into our work and I judge every single one of them. Anybody that has any partner of sorts, I think it's so wrong. There's nuance here, like unless otherwise discussed, because most people come in, the partners are in the dark about it or their partner has explicitly expressed they're not comfortable with it and it's outside the boundaries of their relationship. Like I'm totally cool with um, couples who, uh, you know, that's that's there's consent there, but those who just like blatantly go against their partner's wishes and I, I just hate it. Yeah, it's, it's just so telling how most men, men think of women. Men who frequent strip clubs, how they think of women is so indicative of how they treat strippers or sex workers in general too. And you know, this guy, he's just had a child he has a family he has a wife and you know he cracks after a while of talking and goes for a dance with me paid by his friend and after the dance i'm trying to get him to come to vip with me or at least extend the dance and he's like well can i touch you it's always hard dancing around the details of a vip and the customer, you know, I'm just straight up. I say, no, you can't touch me, but we can still have fun. You know, you can't put your hands on me though, essentially. And like, we went round in circles for a bit and I was just like, yeah, no, you can't finger me. <laughs> like, and he's like, well, I want to finger you. I'm like, right, okay, well, that's not gonna happen. And yeah. Then he ended the conversation on, you know, you can do better than this. You're better than this job. And, you know, I'm just like, I hate it when men tell me what I'm capable of or not capable of, what I should or shouldn't do. You know, your wife is sitting at home looking after your newborn son while you're telling a stripper that she's not good enough. Maybe hold up a mirror. Yeah pot calling kettle i'm worthy of better treatment the job itself like there is nothing shameful in it i don't feel any shame doing the job i'm actually very proud of it i'm never ashamed of what i do it's always the treatment that i feel we should deserve and that that that's what i'm ashamed about i'm ashamed of the people coming in and like the people who think we deserve better yeah also want to lick us out want to finger us want to push our boundaries who say also that we should be valuing ourselves higher that i should you know we should respect ourselves more it's a huge double standard the hypocrisy is appalling and frustrating i had a similar conversation a very cyclical conversation with a guy who was like 
well, I want to touch you. I want to have sex with you. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. And he's like, well, that's what I want to happen. And I'm like, well, you know, come upstairs, see how we get on. He's like, well, I have a girlfriend, so I can't. This makes zero sense. So you won't come for a dance with me because you have a girlfriend. But if I offer sex to you, that's fine and we'll do that. Makes zero sense. Another lad who is in like a big group of lads who were being quite difficult. But he finally did go for a VIP with me. It was very funny because he was trying to barter the price down for 15 minutes. And it was very funny because he barely stood his ground and then ended up booking half hour anyway. And then we started to talk a lot about drugs and it became very evident very quickly that he was on coke and I'm like, okay. Now this makes sense that he could, could not barter to shit and spent quite a lot of money. And yeah, like, I managed to talk him into going upstairs because I was like, out of frustration, yeah, you can touch. And it's very difficult when you've overpromised and you are bound to under-deliver. But yeah, there's such an art in being able to divert attention in a VIP, especially when you've overpromised. And it was so easy with him, like, because he's high, he's off his fucking head on drugs. We just talked for the whole half hour and it was really easy. And I kind of got away with it because he's like, yeah, I know you fancy me and yeah, we can meet after this and fuck. And again, it's so easy to get him off that train of thought onto a different topic and switch subjects yeah kind of acting like the big i am big man you know he's he's only a 23 year old and he's a bit lost in the world he has a drug problem he's got a drug driving offense he's on bail and doesn't think that wanting to touch me and see me naked and fuck me later is cheating on his girlfriend because she doesn't know about it he doesn't see anything wrong in that because she doesn't know. So I don't really feel that bad about taking his money. And there's so many people who are easy like that because they are classic narcissists. He just wants to talk about himself and I just need to nod, smile, ask more questions, follow the breadcrumbs. Very easy. Like he wants to talk about himself. That's so easy for me to exploit. I think tonight was way better than last night, but when I came to cash out at the end of the night, I got the lowdown on how all the fees worked, and my god, I have never felt so bent over and penetrated in my anus than how this club's fees work. Like, Jesus Christ, it is extreme and half of what I made yesterday is gone. And I assume half of what I made tonight, which was a good night, but after the fees, it will not be such a good night. Gah. They take the piss and they take 
quote unquote a startup fee, which is essentially a house fee, but that's on a sliding scale, not only dependent on the time that you come in, but how well everybody did. And it's an average on how well all the dancers did, which is a top up of the startup fee, which I find infuriating to say the least. You can imagine some dancer has made a couple of grand in VIP and that statistic is included in the average even if you've done no dances yourself. You have booth fees as well, which is essentially a commission on like your general dances. Then you have commission on your dance chips. Then you have extra commission on the sit downs you do in VIP. It's madness. Like, I say you end up with basically having half the money that you have made gone. I get the club provides the space, the promotion, but I have worked so hard for all of that money and for half of it to be taken away is just completely unfair. So I'm not happy about that. Got my Mackies, we've got my hot chocolate. I'm ready to just pig out wash, sleep, and roll on Sunday. Yeah, what a job, just fucking ridiculous. I've not got a lot to say about night three, Sunday night, because not much fucking happened. <laughs> um, obviously there were less dancers on and that's always a good thing, but there also weren't many customers at all. There were these two guys who came in and they were interesting to say the least. One guy was clearly out of his head on something because he was like pretty much treating the strip club like a nightclub. He was like dancing about and singing along to the songs and actually ignoring the strippers coming up to him totally and completely like not even out of rudeness just like totally blissfully unaware of what's going on and the other guy was wasted drunk it was his first time ever in a strip club he'd never experienced anything like it and he was my guy i'm like okay he's drunk he's ready to go like let's do it don't actually know the lowdown on what the situation was but essentially his mate was taking him out because all of his money had gone i don't know if he'd lost it I, I feel like there was something to do with the divorce in there and all of his money and belongings went to the wife or something along those lines so his friend was paying for him for everything as a means to try and cheer him up as well but i wasn't aware that he had no money or why he didn't have any money but yeah, we did go. We went for a few like downstairs dances. I was just about to sell a VIP. We were about to go upstairs. And my name gets called by the DJ booth to queue up, get ready for my stage set. There's barely anyone in here, by the way. I think it was literally at that point, just the two guys. So I go up to the person on shift and I say look I'm trying to upsell at the minute 
he literally wants to go for a VIP right now. 15 minutes upstairs with me. Can you just tick over my stage set for when I come back, please? Because I'm about to make you money. <laughs> and they were like, no, you have to do it. You have to do your stage set. I'm like, are you serious? There's nobody in here right now. The only person that would benefit from this is the guy that's literally going to put money in mine and your pockets. So, priorities? If you're really insistent, can you please put somebody else on stage? Because I'm going to take this guy for a dance. And they were like, no, you'll get fined if you do that. So, you better go on stage then, hadn't you? literal anger is spilling out of my ears i begrudgingly do my stage set i obviously don't want to get the fine i say to my guy look please enjoy this the stage show we'll go upstairs afterwards and we'll have a lovely time i'm so sorry i'm literally being forced to do this right now like he's like but you know i want to take you now like i want to have a good time with you like can 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 we go up can we just go now like i'm like I'm so sorry. I have to go on stage. So I did. I did my stage set. I came off stage and I'm like, okay, let's go for our VIP now. Yay, woo! And he's like, I'm not in the mood anymore. <laughs> Thank you so much, club, for fucking up and fucking with my hustle, making me do my free fucking stage show when both of us could be profiting right now well fucking done like congratulations you have beat my dignity into the floor and you've raped me of my autonomy like thank you very much great <laughs> oh, oh god help me with these fucking clubs folks my goodness gravy yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna end night three there that there really wasn't mu anything much eventful um and yeah this tour was interesting i often travel about and go to new places and I, i'm really glad that i did go to this place and i will probably go back but yeah you expect to make a certain amount when you go on tour i didn't meet that target unfortunately so yeah i'm coming home with not as much money as i would have liked for the level of shit that i had to put up with this long weekend and i am just fucking exhausted like three nights back to back really long shifts i'm done i'm ready to rest <laughs> i'm ready to uh sleep for a million years now <laughs> good god Thank you so much for keeping me company on my drive home this morning. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the 6am club. Do let me know what you think. You can drop me a message on Instagram at the 6am club pod. My personal Insta is at Gemma Rose Poll. If you can submit a review, please give me a cheeky five stars. Spread the word about the podcast to your people so more folks can learn about this. You can email me with questions or comments as well to the 6am club podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to speaking to you on my next journey home.